Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, bonus episode. Hoops on our minds. Red Raider basketball just around the corner. Northwestern State, fitting the description of the first potential victim. And we're spending some time talking lineup, roster, personnel, and which end of the floor. Defensive, offensive, while both will be works in progress to start the season, could come together quicker. We'll get to that and more with Chris Lovell coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lovell. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech bonus episode red raider hoops is on deck as mark adams and company are back at it chris and uh trying to get the wheels turning the gears turning trying to switch over to some of my basketball sports cliches i don't want to mix it up look like an idiot talking about the goal lines or both sides of the ball or something (laughs) we're talking round ball now and i gotta tell you man pretty good feeling Think about what you did. First time out, very emotional year for Mark Adams. Had some nice team achievements. I know they want to achieve much higher, but hey, it's preseason top 25 time now for Texas Tech coming into the year. A little different pressure, huh? Yeah, and it's, you know, everybody knows this, but it's a brand new team. I mean, so many new parts and, and pieces, and there's some expectations here. I just... You're you're missing a key piece. We already knew that. I don't know how long you're going to be missing Fardaz Amac for. Uh, recent reports that you know maybe well into next year. You know, into the 2023 calendar year, whether it's January, February, I'm not real sure. But you know, he was one of those key pieces, Casey. And I think there was going to a lot uh, that that you know he was going to be asked to do. And he he's one of your bigs, so you're not just very big as a team, but you are very new as a team. I think people have asked me about this team in, in, in recent weeks and all these things. Uh, the, the, the couple of statements that I, and we talked about this in, in one of the other episodes we did as far as hoops goes, but th- this hasn't changed. I think you've actually fared well in both your scrimmages. Okay. But those are over with now against Tulsa. And I think it was against UTEP. Um, you're, you're, you're younger than last year, kind of by a lot. I think that you're not going to be near as good on defense as you were last year, which, to be fair, that bar was extremely high because you were one of the best defensive teams in the country. And I think people were wowed by your length and size. And you were really old. And you're trotting out there a bunch of 23, 24-year-old kids that are all 6'6", and you just like everybody's switching off. And then you've got this post player named Bryson Williams that just – emerged on the national scene and he just went to work and so that that's the that's the bad news is that I don't know who your Bryson Williams is per se and I don't know if you'll be good on uh, near as good on defense however the flip side is I think that last year it was painful Casey on offense I think you, you struggled to score at times you certainly struggled to score from the perimeter and that that will be, I don't want to say easy, but you'll be much better, uh, you know, being able to score the ball. I think you'll play faster and just you've got more shooters. And I think that's what that was the over, I don't want to say overcorrection, but that was where you saw when they started building this roster, 
they kind of went, I don't know if it was a philosophy change or what it was, or if this is just the way it worked out. But you, you you have plenty of you've got about six dudes that can stroke it, man. That can absolutely shoot it from deep, and that's going to bail you out on many nights. Yeah, no doubt about it. I I like my many other Texas Tech basketball fans. I guess do not want to sacrifice anything I defensively. Uh, I still, you know, I hear this a lot. That you're not going to be as good on defense. You're not going to be as good on defense. I know that because of some of the individuals, uh, Bryson Williams. I think. Kevin McCuller was also uh, an yes. impact guy as far as that goes. Um, you're not going to be as good, probably, at least not at the start. And a lot of that has to do with the standard that you set last year, as you're alluding to. So let me yeah. ask you this. Does not being as good as you were last year mean that you're a liability now all of a sudden? Or is this like not as good just in the context of great Mark Adams defense? I think the latter. I, I just okay. don't think you'll be as good as far as like the statistically and otherwise. Like I just don't think you're going to be able to stonewall teams kind of like you were at times last year, where you can just for the most part shut them. I mean, Adonis Arms, I mean Davion Warren, they all bought in, uh, and, and you you just were positionless everywhere. You had so yep. much length, and that's just hard to go against. And and plus, you'll be much younger this year, and. I think it takes a bit for those younger players and newer players to kind of adapt. And we didn't, to be fair, you didn't really see the the defense get to that point until, I don't know, I, I feel like uh, it was a horrible shooting night for both teams. You just happened to outlast them. But the, the, where I think you really saw your defense kind of start to show up was at Madison Square Garden last year in, in mid-December against Tennessee. And you win a game in overtime – and neither, I mean, it was not a game that they're going to send to Springfield Mass and say, this is, young people, this is how you want to play basketball. Everybody, everybody on either team shot the ball terribly. But I think you, your defense had a lot to do with that. And so it, it's, it's going to be a process. I just, what I worry about, Casey, and, and maybe these teams will be going through some of these same things. I think Maui could be a tough trip. I don't know that. Uh, Maui could be because I mean you, you get dropped in the grease on that deal, man. I mean it is no yep. joke. I mean everybody shows up is ready to go, and you're missing one of your your top players and Fardaws and, and all that. But so I, I tell you because I've been kind of trying to figure out what's the rotation look like, what's your starting lineup look like, which of these freshmen are going to play and all that. So let's uh, I, I'd love to discuss that if you're yeah. okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I wonder, do you feel like? Mark Adams has got a very clear picture of this, this far out from tip-off. We're a little less than a week from season tip-off. I, I don't know what you feel like your clarity is, but how much is actually up in the air? Well, I, I think starting lineup and, and rotation, probably so. Okay. Somewhat. But I think it, it just like every year, it looks a lot different in mid-January than it does in mid-November. That's Those yeah. are the facts. Um, because – Guys play their way into more minutes or out of or, – or maybe you have a bigger rotation to start out because you're trying to get – figure it out and different you know different guys on the floor at the same time. And then when the conference season gets here, it's like, okay, we're going to shrink that a little bit. You know, 10 guys, it was fun while it lasted, but now we're going to play seven or eight. Yeah. Um, and, and that's typically what, what, what it'll be. Starting lineup, I, this is my guess. But I, I think – and in some ways, this is kind of no-brainer type stuff, although – there, there's one piece that I was just kind of curious on, on kind of if, if if you would go with him as a starter. But let, let's let's work from the big all the way to the small as far as the starting lineup goes. Daniel Bacho, no-brainer starting five. Guess what? He's the only big you've got without Fardaz. That's a no-brainer. Kevin O'Banner didn't come back here to not start. He's a starter. Then, then it gets a little tricky. 
The point guard is Davion Harmon. That that's a no-brainer just because of his experience, his age. He's played in this league before. So there's three fifths of, of your starting lineup right there. I think that's locked in. I, I'm not going to be sh- the the other two pieces are going to be new pieces. And this is where do you go freshman or do you go one of these transfers here? My guess is is that right now that's Jalen Tyson and Pop Isaacs. So you've got one true freshman and one redshirt freshman because your other choices, Kerwin Walton, Demorian Williams. You know, so the, those are that's a North Carolina transfer and a Gardner Webb transfer that have some experience and and things like that that can both shoot it, that can both play, that have the bodies and things like that. And I I wonder if Mark Adams may prefer some of that age and experience to come off the bench a little bit. Mm. You know that that's what that's what I wonder and put those younger pieces, you know, in there with some older experienced guys. Not that yeah. Bacho is, but but O'Banner and Harmon are. So, but that that's kind of the reality of it. And and then you've got Lamar Washington and you've got Elijah Fisher, you've got KJ Allen. Th- those are kind of pieces that could get a lot of minutes or not not as much. And then and then I wonder what happens with a guy like Robert Jennings who I wonder if he's quite if he's ready uh to factor in heavily just yet. And he's kind of the only other guy you've got with some size. Uh, to him, and I think I'm. I think that's everybody that I've mentioned. But do you, you you get the idea on kind of what a starting lineup rotation uh, may in fact look like initially? You know, I'm I'm so familiar now, and I don't want to get spoiled and just take it for granted. But so familiar now with the thought of going into a season and really being a work in progress. I mean, there yeah. were beard years where you felt that way. You'd go back through, you know, some of the non-conference run, and you'd have like. I don't know, eight different leading scores in the first 10 games or something. I mean, you just never quite knew how it was going to sort itself out until you got further into the year. But I kind of thought, you know, for what Texas Tech was more consistently last season, obviously it was defensively oriented and not prolific offense. But there were days where you had to score. I mean, I think you got above 80 points against Baylor. I mean, I remember some other games. Uh, where you were actually connecting. So I don't want to act like it was never. I mean, it was just an offensive desert entirely. Uh, there was some ability to drum up some offense here or there. I hope it improves this year and is there more consistent. We all want to, you know, shoot better and, and score more points, clearly. Um, but, Chris, I, I always felt like if if Mark Adams was going to be able to sustain any success as far as Tech Hoops from the Beard to Adams era, you had to first – make sure that that defensive culture remained. It's kind of hard to believe it wouldn't have, obviously, with Mark Adams being your head coach, but was thrilled to see that last year, and I hope that the guys that you've brought into the program are buying into the level that it takes to be great defensive basketball players. And I, I'm just one of those that believe if you're playing defense, you're going to be able to figure some other things out. I'm not saying it cures all ills. you got to score, and obviously when you get to the NCAA tournament, I think maybe that onus is there even a little bit more so. But – if I want something to be more so the work in progress, I, I don't mind maybe establishing some chemistry on the offensive end as compared to the defensive end. And I'm curious, which do you think is is more difficult? Because I know both require teamwork, communication, chemistry, and feel. Which one do you kind of maybe expect to hit a stride sooner, or is it just every season case by case? It, well, in some ways, yes, what you said. But it, in my opinion here – it's much harder to get everybody playing defense like Mark wants it and in unison because it's all it's all like you can't just have one one person doing their own thing. I mean, is everybody right. willing to take charges? Is everybody willing to 
to, to rotate like they need to. And is everybody willing to expend as much energy on that end of the floor compared to on the offensive end? Because to, to me, the, the offensive part is much easier just simply because guys are used to just getting up and down and, and select ball and mm-hmm. AAU and stuff. And, and, and everybody for the most part <clears throat> is, is a three and D guy where they can just shoot it. And so you've got plenty, plenty of these guys, or they can run the break and things like that. That those point that that part's going to be much easier than getting everybody on the same page defensively. But you talk about minutes and and we look guys kind of play their way in and out of minutes and all that. That's really in this program. That's determined by how you play on defense. Hmm. I mean, if you if you buy in quicker and understand what is being coached to you and understand the system. And you're expending, you know, as much energy on that end as you are on offense. That's what allows you to play. Not if you can score 20 a game, uh, because if you're giving up 20, what, what are we doing? And so that that that's just the bottom line. But he's going to continue to rotate them in and out a lot, and you're going to get a plenty, uh, you know, to see plenty of these guys with that three game homestand, uh, because I believe they have uh, Northwestern State. I think they will have Louisiana Tech, and I can't remember who the other opponent is, but there's that three-game homestand they've got before they go to Maui. And I would guess in those three games, you'll see 10, 11, 12 guys playing. Uh, and so uh, – and, and they'll come in five at a time, three at a time, and yeah, you yeah. know, and all that stuff. And that's hard for these guys to get adjusted to as well uh, because some guys are just not used to being subbed out, man. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, no doubt. I, I can't wait to begin to find out how it's going to shake out. It's another season you'll begin – as a work in progress, as most traditionally do, but but truly when you're talking about trying to bring so many new faces together for the first time as a team, uh, takes on a little bit different of a challenge. So be on the lookout again for more bonus episodes. We'll have one a little bit more season tip-off geared and getting you set for that first one against Northwestern State as we get closer to Monday night. So make sure you are subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you'll know as soon as it's available. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for the bonus time, uh, Chris. Can't wait for Red Raider Hoops, man, right around the corner. Coach Cowan, be good, brother. Keep hope alive, man. You got it. And be back here for more Locked on Texas Tech. New episodes each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network. We're at your team every day. For Chris, I'm Casey. Have a great one. We'll see you next time around on Locked on Texas Tech.